Welcome back to another episode of Coop Encounters. I am your host, Joe Cooperman. Um, this week, we sit down with none other than Drakkar Close. And for those of you that don't know who he is, he is a mixed martial artist in the UFC. And he actually has a fight coming up this coming weekend, August 17th, um, for UFC 241. So please be sure to check it out and give him a follow. We didn't give him a second to, uh, to have him... Uh, give himself a shout out. So for those of you that are interested in watching his journey, I highly recommend it. He's incredibly humble. He works incredibly hard. He's an awesome father, a great friend. And, uh, you know, I'm super lucky to be able to work with somebody like him. It's been it's been amazing to watch his transformations um, through these camps that I've gotten to work with him. And uh, again, time and time again, this guy just shows me what hard work really looks like uh, on a daily basis. So his Instagram handle is at Drakkar Close. That's D-R-A-K-K-A-R-K-L-O-S-E. And, I, you know, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. So please, if you really enjoyed it, uh, like, subscribe, share, do all those fun things and uh, show us some love. So without further ado, here he is, my main man, Drakkar Close. What got you started? Like legitimately there was there had to have been a day where you just were like, I wanna I wanna take MMA to the next level. I like wanna make this a profession. Like what really brought you to that? I think it was just not even like fight I just I think it was my dad and just growing up, you know, it was always sports. Mm-hmm. Um then he kinda got out of the picture mm-hmm. and then my mom, you know, took over as my dad role and you know, try to steer us in the right direction, and she got us into wrestling. Cool. And uh, I really liked wrestling, and, you know, I did that through high school. Then I got the opportunity to wrestle in college. and Where did you wrestle? Uh, I wrestled at five different colleges. Okay. Um, where, was you, where would you say your best experience was for, like, your wrestling career in college? Uh, I don't – I don't. I think it was more in high school, you know, that's – I had the pat like more of a passion to wrestle. Mm-hmm. College, it kind of you know, it kind of died out. Okay. And I think I'm glad I found MMA because I think that's where my fire got lit again. Sweet. And um, you know, I, m- I moved to Tucson. Uh, I met Mike Whitehead at a bowling alley, and he just opened up a gym down there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Hey, uh, you want to you want to try MMA?" So I went in there, took one class. And that was pretty much it. You're hooked. Yep. That's cool. That's awesome. And what, like, what is it like for someone in your position that went from like, you know, pretty, I imagine a pretty stud athlete in high school, pretty successful in college, and then you start up a new sport almost, but it's still mildly blended with what you used to do because you have that highlight of I've got a wrestling background, teach me how to throw or teach me how to do jujitsu or whatever it is. Like what? What was that like making that transition in sport? Um, you know, the wrestling was there, so that was easy. Uh, we just pretty much just learned everything else. Um, you know, I, you know, you gotta go in there uh, clear-minded and ready to learn, and you know that's what I wanted to do. Um, I kind of knew once the after the first day, I wanted to, this is what I want to do as a career, and you know, I just listened to all my coaches and. You know, I'm glad I met some of the people I did in my life mm-hmm. because if it wasn't for them, 
you know, I wouldn't be up here with you talking to you and you know, I wouldn't be in the UFC and fighting. Yeah. So who would you say, like, now that you bring that up, who would you say is like a really big part of like your career and even just like people that you know you can always like lay back on and they kind of help you get through, you know, camps, life in general? Like what, who are your biggest influences? Um, man, there's a lot of people really, you know, because I did a lot of stupid stuff in my life. Um, you know, I should be actually locked up right now, but I don't know, for some reason, you know, I got out of the that situation and, you know, every time I did something bad, you know, someone came into my life and got me out of that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was living down in Tucson, you know, I was doing a lot, a lot of bad shit. And then, you know, Mike Whitehead, uh, he got me into MMA and then he went to prison. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of fell off a little bit. And then I met my buddy Greg and he get, got me the opportunity to move up here to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's just a, a lot of different people. Um, I'd say my mom, uh, my buddy Greg, um, you know, even even you, you know, you changed my life, you know, uh, in a lot of different ways. And you, I, don't, I don't know if you know that, but you did. You did I don't. So. That's cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, how about, like, I know you, you have a lot of people, like, through your teammates, you know, you're super pleasant to me and Jess and, and Tito even, you know, like, you, you guys kind of brought us in as, like, not just, like, you know, like, I'm not just your doctor, but I feel like we're friends. Yep. Um, and, you know, the people that you surround yourself with are, they're awesome. You know, like, everybody we meet at your guys' house, you know, and you got King, who's just, like, the center of everything. Um, how do you feel that, you know, like, seeing your group of friends, it seems like a lot of them do what you guys do. You know, you're kind of, like, the, the center of it. Um, but what got you guys into that position? Like, what do you feel, well, how do you think you got there? Just I, I believe like I believe in a lot of energy. You know what I mean. When you surround yourself with positive people, uh, positive outcomes gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm and I'm just I don't know. It just for some reason that energy, people's energy. You know I, I seem to find their energy and you know and it just clicks. And uh, I just love you know you know hanging around the positive people. What's it like being a dad now? Like you're all, he's one, just had his first birthday. Oh, man, it's amazing. I, I never thought I was going to have uh, kids, you know, and, you know, but when I did, I always thought, like, hey, I'm not going to be like my dad and not be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I want to be make sure I'm in King's life, and I want to give him the opportunities that I didn't have, you know, growing up. Would you say that kind of, like, drives, like, your motivation right now, too? Did that change a little bit for you, like, when you had a son? You know, like it, you're like, oh, my my fight game is like altering now. In yeah, training. yeah. I I don't want to say like, you know, I do everything for King because I, you know, because I, I kind of hate it when people say, oh, I fight for King. No, I really, I still fight for myself, but I fight to to better a King's situation. You know, financially wise, like uh, get better education. You know, um, I want him really to hit the books. You know, I don't I don't want him to do go down the path I had to mm-hmm. so tell us something about like what might might make people think something about you they might not know you know like I think that you get interviewed you see we see your persona on TV um, what is it that you think that you would want most people to know about you as a person Drakkar 
Dude, I'm a, I don't know, I'm, I'm wild, I'm crazy, but I'm actually, like, I'm, I'm still a nice person, you know what I mean? I, there's a time and place to, you know, act a little wild and act crazy, but I'm just a normal person, person like anyone else, you know? Um, I don't think of myself as any, much bigger than anyone else, you know what I mean? We all put our pants on the same way. Mm-hmm. Um pretty much i'm just a normal dude yeah so like when you see people like uh like some other fighters like let's say like colby covington's the hot topic right now right and he he tends to run his mouth a lot and he says some pretty like extravagant things like he's got this like persona about him like why i know that you have a personal choice to say what you want to say and what you don't want to say um what makes what makes you feel like you, you don't want to do that or even just like refrain from doing those type of things? Like uh, Kobe, I think he just he's just doing it for the fans, you know what I mean? He's just trying to sell out um, because I know people that know him mm-hmm. and and they say that's not him really, you know what I mean? He's just doing it for entertainment. Yeah. Um, not that, That's something I wouldn't want to do, you know? I, I want to be me. I want it to be raw. Yeah. Uh, I am passionate about things, you know what I mean? When it goes into competition, I might say things that I wouldn't say normally, and that's just because I'm a competitor, and you know that that's what gets me going, and uh, I'm never gonna sell out to sell tickets. Uh, if people don't like me, they just don't like me. That's just how it is, so. Yeah. We'll ask you one of these questions then, based off that. So, um, when you when you get into the competition, because you got a fight coming up next weekend, yep. the seventeenth, and when you, how important is the weigh in and the standoff for you? Like, what do you learn about somebody there? Because I feel like for if I was in the same position, I feel like adrenaline would be super high. I would also try to see like, is this person intimidated by me? Man, they're a little bit bigger than I expected, or man, they're a lot smaller than I expected. I should be able to do work. Like, what what goes through your head during the weigh in? Um, I, I respect all my opponents, you know. When I go in there, uh, I'm just glad, you know, they showed up to wins and, you know, I know it's a fight. Anyone can lose. There's going to be a loser. And I don't know. I just I just respect them, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't take them for granted, you know what I mean? Anything can happen, you know. He, I can die in there. He can die in there. So um, I, just, I, I just respect all my opponents. And... Do you analyze the person at all? Like, do you feel like you just look them up and down, and try to think about them as a like as a fighter for the next day, or is it just more of like you're just it's like the rep, it's just part it, of the it's scene. It's just it, uh, just a part of, it. and I'm in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just thinking about hey, this guy's trying to hurt me. I'm gonna try to hurt him, and that's pretty much it. Cool. So, what does the day of the fight look like for you? Starting from the morning. Uh, I wake up. Um, I get a nice good breakfast in. Um, I might sit around for an hour, let that digest, then I'll try to get a workout in, uh, just get my blood flowing. And then from there on out, I'll just sit back and just get ready to rock and roll. Awesome. Do you listen to certain music or anything? Um, yeah, music is everything. Like, if it wasn't for music, man, this world would suck. <laughs> and, and uh, no, I, I love music. Uh, I listen to everything. Um, I try to listen to my walkout song pretty much all day, so. Just let it repeat? Yep, let it repeat. That's pretty cool. Um, and how do you how do you decide who's going to be in your corner? Because, like, 
I, you know, Jess and I were talking about it because like we see, I, I watch the fighters and like I see when before when you guys had uh, um, your other fights, I was like, what is it that makes you pick X, Y, and Z? Like, is it just because they took you through camp? Is it because that's your striking coach? You're used yeah. to their voice. Um, like, what what is it for you? Um, pretty much like it was always my striking coach, uh, my MMA coach, mm-hmm. and then uh, a teammate. Mm-hmm. So, but this camp, you know, um, I'm not at the my old gym anymore. Yeah. So I'm gonna have my striking coach. Um, uh, my MMA coach, and then I'm gonna have my brother in, in there because, you know, he's he's been through it all with me, and yeah. I think it'd be a great opportunity for him to to walk on the stage with me. That's cool. You talk a little bit about your brother then, because um, I've met him. Super cool dude. He's big. Yep. Um, and he really likes to wrestle. Yeah. Um, so what was it like for you two? You know, you guys have a similar you know upbringing when it comes to sport. And I know that he's a he was a collegiate wrestler as well, right? Yep, he was a he wrestled in college, mm-hmm. uh, all American. Um, so what was that like for you guys? Like, even like to this day today, like how how have things maybe shifted for you two? Um, me and him, I think this out of all seven of our siblings, mm-hmm. we're probably the closest to each other, um, just because we're so competitive. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, we would always fight about who's gonna win the tournament and. You know, always trying to outdo each other. Yeah. And um, a lot of fights in the house. You know, we we broke a lot of things. Uh, got our mom. Uh, Your our poor mom. mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> our mom was really mad, you know, um, at us because we'd always break stuff. And, uh, and but it, it made us close, you know, even to this day. Like, I'm still trying to outdo him, you know, even though he's not competing. Yeah. So. Is he older than you? He's younger than me. He's younger than you. Yeah. Oh man, little big brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a, he's a big dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I was watching you guys wrestle the other day at Fight Ready, and I was like, "Hey, you guys, you definitely don't hold back on each other." Yeah. Um. Uh, how do you feel like with with your training now that you have shifted from the MMA lab over to Fight Ready? Um. I've noticed in you, like, uh, just being an outsider looking in that. You've had this new shift in like your mental game. That's number one that I've noticed. Number two, um, physically, you look, you know, super fit. Um, your conditioning's insanely great, and uh, and I just feel like you've been getting a, a, just a whole different flavor of just training in general. So, how do you feel like that's impacted like just your life in the past? What it's been by maybe eight weeks yeah. or so since you went over there. Yeah, um, you know, at the lab it was, uh, you know. Crouch and Benson, they preach like, uh, not like the, the whole godly thing, but I'm like, I'm, I believe in all that, but it's like none of them drink or smoke or do anything like that. And it's, you know, sometimes I like to drink and, you know, get a little wild. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of hard to relate to them and, you know, say, I would have to uh, hold back. I couldn't say the things I really had on my head on my mind Mm -hmm. and since I made this uh switch you know everyone there like they do their own thing they're not they're not focused on what I'm doing you know they want me to get better yeah and um you know I'm just I'm I'm more free in my my mind and and uh, I'm just glad you know I made that switch and 
uh, I think it's got a better outcome for me. Is there a certain coach at Fight Ready you feel like you've really like meshed up against that you didn't know? Because I know Eddie Cha's there. You knew him for a while. Yep. But how about someone else like maybe that might have taught you something new that you feel like, man, um, I'm, I'm really going to get close to this guy? Uh, Santino. Um, he actually got his – he was taught by Crouch. And, um, you know, I guess they had like a little falling out okay. too. So, um, but – I think I really bonded with him a lot. Um, he's a really cool dude. Um, he doesn't care whatever I say, you know. Like, they're, they're going to be behind me 100%. Yeah. And that's my whole thing. Like, if I say something, I want everyone around me to believe in me too. And, you know, I kind of didn't feel that way with Crouch. Is there something new that you did this camp, like, that you feel like? Because you had an extended camp. So, like, if for those of you that don't know, Jakar was supposed to fight Benil Daryush in Sacramento, and then that fight just ended up not happening because Daryush pulled out due to some injury, broken toe, or something like that. And so that pushed your camp out. What's the extended camp experience like? Like, how is that on you mentally, physically? Um, did you have to change something? Like, what, what, what happened there? Oh man, it was a emotional roller coaster. To be honest. Um, you know, that, that whole camp was emotional, like, you know, leaving the lab and then, you know, hearing all the shit Crouch was talking about about me to other people and then, you know, going through the fight camp and, you know, kind of just having doubts in my head, you know, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, then going into the fight and then the fight being canceled and then, you know, like thinking like, damn, like, fuck, how am I going to get paid? And then and then I, they ended up finding me another fight. But it was, it was just stra- it was stressful. And But I'm glad the fight did get canceled because it kind of just reset my mind. And, you know, it was like a whole nother new fight camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a lot better. It's going to be a lot better for me. Yeah, I think so, too. I I mean, I was watching. I mean, I was obviously, I was very upset for you. Um, a lot of us were. But at the same time, I feel like when you when you reach a point and you're facing like some serious adversity, like a situation that you're in, um, you kind of grow quite a bit from that. And it's like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna let this thing take you down? Or are you gonna let it push you forward and just say that it sucks, that's the way it is, there's something that you can't control. And I feel like there's a lot of uncontrollable factors about the fight game. Um, and so how do you feel like maybe that, that might reflect back on like, just even not like outside of fight life, being able to, you know, endure that kind of stuff. How do you, how do you reflect on like just general life in regards to that? Um, as this stuff happens, you know, um, like it's, it's it made me a stronger person. You know what I mean? Just I know if, if something like this happens again, you know, I can just maybe just brush it off my shoulder and just, you know, just move on to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I have really say on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what do you do after the fight, right after? You want me to lie to you or want me to tell the truth? Let's give it the, let's give it the PG-13 semi-R version. <laughs> nah, I'm probably going to, uh, after the fight, you know, just go out, get a couple drinks, um, you know, and just celebrate, celebrate with my family. Yeah. Uh, win or lose, you know what I mean? Because Definitely. I still put a lot of work in for this camp and... Um, and just and make sure I just give praise to all the people that helped me mm-hmm. on this journey. And then, you know, come Monday, 
I'm back in the gym trying to figure out, you know, uh, what what I did wrong mm-hmm. and, you know, just, and try to fix those mistakes. How about, like, 10 minutes after the fight? Like, when the moment you're, you walk out of the octagon, you've been interviewed, you go back down under, and then you guys go into your locker room, right? Yep. What's that first moment like, like, for you after the win or lose? Um, thank you, God, uh, you know, that... I, I'm not injured, or the other guy's injured, you know, um, that we're still here on this earth. Yeah, so it's like a little bit of reflection almost. Yep, yep, because, you know, um, recently, like, people have been dying, you know, in the cage, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's that's the risk that, that we take. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't want anything bad to happen to me, especially while Kingston's there watching me, so. Yeah. Is this going to be the first time Kingston come to a fight? Uh, he came to my last fight, but he was sleeping when okay. I was fighting. So, yeah. that boy, yep. he loves his naps. Yep. <laughs> um, what kind of what kind of rituals and routines do you have that you feel like make a big difference in in your day or even week I, or so? I try not to like get caught up in that, like mm-hmm. you know, routine, like the rituals and stuff like that. Just. I just try to go with the flow because you never know what's going to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be uh, used to one certain way and, you know, uh, they switch something up on me and then I'm, my mind's all in the shatter. So I just try to go with the flow and just whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And go with it. That's cool. Free-spirited. Yeah. Super free-spirited. Um, so with training, let's talk about training because <clears throat> – I feel like some people that are on here they like they like exercise a lot. What what style of training have you noticed you liked a lot? Like, is it lifting? Is it cardio conditioning? Um, where do you feel like you really exceed? Um, I like it all really. Um, I really like the the workouts that you put me through. Um, when you when you were putting me through those workouts, uh, definitely the strength and the cardio aspect. Um, so. I just like it all. You like it all? Yeah. It's like, put it, write it down on paper, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Is there a specific lift that you really enjoy, that you feel like you're strongest in? Um, deadlifts. Uh, I really like squats. I hated squats, mm-hmm. but uh, I like that a little bit more. Nice. Hey, you were pulling yeah. some heavy weight the other yeah. day. I'm more of a, if you tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, it's hard for me to go out there and just do it on my own. Yeah. Like, type of person. Um, so... I like it. I like it. Changing pace a little bit. When I when I lived in Sacramento, I knew a guy named Mark Haney and uh, big time entrepreneur out there. And you know, he really helped me out with like where I was in my in my head when I decided to leave Sacramento and come to Arizona. And uh, and he would always ask me these questions that are like super deep. And he asked me one question that was. Uh, that was pretty important. He said, "If you were to, if you were to get, what job would you do if money wasn't an issue, and if you were not going to get paid at all, like zero pay whatsoever? What job would you do?" Um, probably helping um, my kids that uh, that really don't have much. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, just just helping like kids that that kind of came from my same type of background. You know. We didn't have much money, mm-hmm. um, 
my mom always, you know, worked full time job as a waitress. Um, you know, try to just keep kids out of trouble. Yeah. Because you know, when kids get a lot of free time, that's when they get in trouble. So. Do you think that job would change if money was a factor? Uh, no, I, I still would like to do that now. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's just something I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate about. Um, I really don't do it too much now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, like my teammates, you know, I, I try to help them out, especially the younger ones. Yeah. And try to give them some guidance. And, uh, you know, even if they need some money, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't ask for it back. You know what I mean? I just want them just to learn from from that and you know hopefully it makes them stronger that's cool and uh what what relationships do you feel like have been really pushing you to progress as one just not just a fighter but just as a person you know and as a father like what do you mean uh is there someone in your life that you feel like has helped been like really helping you out and like changing maybe helping you change like some some habits or little things here and there someone that might always is like it's like your right hand person uh courtney yeah courtney's definitely uh changed my life and you know ev- everyone loves her and um i'm just glad she's she's in my life you know what i mean uh, she could be with a lot a lot better people than me and you know what i mean and <laughs> you know and she loves me though and uh i think us together you know uh make a great team yeah and Dude, you're just so good looking. You're irresistible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With that new smile, too. Yeah. <laughs> dental Ben. Dental Ben. Your dental friend. Yep. Hooking it up with the white teeth. Um, so we'll give, we'll give you a, a fan question from, from Dental Ben, actually. Like, who is the smelliest person you ever fought? Fought or trained with? <laughs> we'll say let's both, do both. both. Yeah, let's go both. Oh fuck! I hope they don't listen. Um, I don't mm-hmm. care. Um, Bruce Leroy. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, he's a little stinks. stinky. Yeah. He's he's a vegan, and I don't. He don't, he don't believe in deodorant. Comes out the pores. Yep. yep. It's disgusting. Yep. Okay. How about like fight? Uh, I think it was. It'd probably be like a wrestling. I don't. I don't know his name. Um, I used to just hate wrestling kids that would just stink. Um. Would it make you want to pin him faster? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going down there just to get the job done quick. <laughs> it stinks. Yeah. I'm going to smell like him for two days. Yeah. Has anybody ever let out like just a gnarly fart while you're wrestling or even fighting? I've, I've farted before. I remember I did like a sit-out, and the dude had like a tight waist on me, and I just farted, and I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> was that during a UFC fight? No, no I was uh, in high school wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like there's anybody in this world that uses that as like a, they just, it's nasty, just eat a bunch of eggs, go into the octagon and let them rip? Uh, I'm, like I'm pretty sure. Tactic. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've, I even pooped myself one time in a, in a wrestling match. <laughs> How does that happen? Uh, just eating, eating in the morning from cutting all the weight and then. Uh, just losing it? And then losing it. It wasn't like too bad. Like I felt it. So I, ca- I kept it in and, and I made sure I had to go change my undies after the after the match yeah you know what I think every single person listening to this has sharded at least once <laughs> in their life and if you haven't you're lying to yourself um, cool well like you know you live in you live in Arizona your family's from Detroit right South Haven South Haven sorry um, and like what how often do you get out there to see them hang out I was supposed to go back after my last fight but since I got canceled I had a 
you know, cancel those plans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I plan on going back uh, after this fight. Cool. So spend a little time out there. Yeah, get some I know. My my brother's dad passed away last night. Shoot, I'm sorry. So um, I want to go back. You mm-hmm. know, spend some time with him. So. Okay. Yeah, and um, like when you're, do you feel that you know, like moving forward after this this week uh, this next weekend, you're gonna stick to what you're doing? Do you feel this has all been this has been great? I feel like for you, I think I've noticed some really interesting changes and uh, taking on new things. Like you've been going into red light, more compression, ice baths. Um, really consistent training strength training the cut seems to be really awesome um you you look like you feel good you're performing well you're moving well um what kind of ideas do you think you have for yourself after next weekend um i'm building a dream team you know um i got great people around me you know after this fight i just plan on you know just sticking with 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 the same people and just just getting better, you know, evolving. I like it. I like it a lot. Is there something that you think that these listeners like should know about the fight world and what it's like to be, you know, a professional athlete in that in that regard? Um, you know, sometimes uh, it might not happen the first go. You uh, you got to stick with it. The journey, mm-hmm. the journey might take five to ten years you know but if you have that vision in your head mm-hmm. and you stick with it you're eventually going to get there to where you where you see yourself yeah and do you think that uh that people might have like a when they see the sport because it's a it's a tough sport right and it's it's brutal hard to watch for some what do you say to the the people that do watch MMA or they probably don't watch MMA and they say oh it's a, that sport's like oh it's it's too aggressive you know kids shouldn't watch it this this and that what do you say to that like what how does that make you feel and then what, what would you say in regards like almost like a like playing devil's advocate um you know it, it's a sport like uh it might be bloody but there's blood in any other sport too you know what I mean um it's I don't know. It's it's pretty much their opinion. If they don't like it, you know what I mean. But um, every everything there's rules, so mm-hmm. it's it's not like it's a, a street fight where you can just go in there and just you know just pound the dude's head in and you know and no consequence. Yeah, leave him for leave dead. Him so um, I don't know. It, it's a it's a real well regulated sport and. Uh, Maybe you should take a jujitsu class. You know, it, it's self-defense. You know what I mean? It's it's a martial art. So yeah. Speaking of sports stuff, um, when you hear about people that get popped for maybe some illegal substances they might be using, what what goes through your mind? Like, do you get a little more conscious about what you're putting in your body? Um, or do you just feel like, oh, it's like, man, these guys are maybe usually using intentionally or whatever it might be? I think they use it intentionally because um, you just don't put random stuff in your body, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like everyone's trying to get a, a, a edge over their opponent or something. And you, you don't need that. Hard work, hard work does that for you. And, uh, you know, all I do is take just my normal vitamins. Mm-hmm. 
and you know and let, let the hard work speak for itself yeah it's awesome so i know we already talked about this a little bit before but so you're oh shit i forgot it oh my gosh you used to have a nickname ducky no, no. <laughs> ducky. oh you had a nickname when you first started it was Drakkar, the, the Midwest the, Menace. The Midwest Menace, close. The Midwest and then we, Ben had a recommendation that it should be Drakkar, not so close. So what what makes you not want to have like a a known mid name? Uh, nickname? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's the fans to me make the nickname, um, or the or comment or the commentary mm-hmm. people. Um, I don't know. I know a lot of my teammates call me Jakar, keeping it close. <laughs> Since I get a, I get a lot of decisions, so um, I don't know. Whatever, whatever sounds good. You know, I'll I'll roll with that. Yeah. What do you envision about uh, this coming week? Like, how do you think it's gonna go? I'm gonna go in there because um, I know I'm well prepared. I just go in there and give this dude hell and get my my hand raised. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody? Thank you for sitting down with me, dude. I really appreciate it. Like it's, no, it's been just, really cool getting to, to know you. you. you know, you know? Um, you know, I'm still, you know, I get a little shy when I get behind the mic or, you know, do interviews. Um, yeah. I think there's still a lot, a lot more to me that, you know, people don't know. You know, I just hold back still. So yeah. Why don't you give them a little piece, just a small piece of like, just say something. It doesn't even matter what it is. Like say what? what? Like yeah. what? Do, what do you? What do you just, want me to say? Just rap into the mic about Nas tonight. Uh, <laughs> now I have any rap? Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, I really appreciate you. You know, like when you when I first moved here, um, I remember I was because I met Courtney randomly in an airport, and we stayed connected. And when I contacted her and said, "Hey, I moved back. I one, I need patience. Yeah. Let's get you in." And she immediately was like, hey, my, my uh, teammate, he has a fight coming up and he needs some help. And I was like, cool, let's get him in. And seeing you just kind of come from like, when I met you back, it was like October, yep. um, virtually just a couple weeks after I opened. Seeing your progress over the past nine months is like, it's unreal. It's really cool to watch um, how much hard work you put in um, I mean, the, the amount of work that you guys do is just unreal. You know, it's really unhuman. And, um, and I totally respect the shit out of it. And uh, I know you wake up and there's days that are shit and there's days that are great. But no matter the day, you're going to end up where you need to end up and you're going to get things done. And uh, I think it's super admirable, you know. And, uh, and I, try, I try to, you know, when, I, when I'm in a workout that I feel like sucks... Um, like today when I worked out with Courtney, I was like, you know, they, they, you guys endure some pretty hard stuff. Um, this is not that hard comparatively. And, uh, and I try to remember that. And I think that's pretty cool. And it, it's kind of motivating me in a certain way, you know, like, when I'm like, should I eat these 17 cookies right now? Or your car's really leaning out. So <laughs> hell yeah, eat those cookies. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just been really cool to get to know you and everything. And you know the friendship we've developed how great you treat me and jess and tito and uh you know we're, we're very thankful yeah I, I think i'm just blessed man like i think uh, god did put me on this earth you know because like like i said before like i've done a lot of stupid stuff and 
someone in my life has came along and removed me from that situation mm-hmm. and put me in a better situation, you know. Yep. And, you know, that's what it was. Courtney put me in that situation to meet you, and now, you know, everything's happening, you know, between us and, you know, good things, so. Yeah, only better to come. Yep. We're going to get that hand raise, get a championship belt. Yep. I think that's the plan. Yep. Um do you want to give any thanks or special shout-outs to anybody? I don't uh, even know if they'll even hear it. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> no, I really want to thank you, um, you know, all my teammates, all the people that believe in me, really, um, because this has been a long journey. You know, there's been times where I wanted to give up, but I knew, like, you know, my mom told me when I was little, if you start something, you never quit, and, you know, and that's always stuck with me. So I'm not going to quit until, you know, I can't do it anymore. It's badass. So. You got a great mom. Yep. She's done a good job, man. All right. We're signing off. Watch the fight next weekend, people. Chicka chicka wing bang. There it is.